doing our homework. We've been sussing out other podcasts. And uh, we've come to the conclusion that in a lot of the podcasts that are popular nowadays, they involve some form of politics, which is why. For the first time ever on, on our podcast, we're going to start a segment called Politics in Motion. I made that up right now. <laughs> what are we going to do on this segment? We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about our, our thoughts. Our feelings. Sexual desires. <laughs> As you do with As politics you do. nowadays. So we're, we're just going to jump right in, right? Yeah. So this is our segment, Politics in Motion. And that has been our segment, Politics in Motion. Tune in next week when we're never going to do that again. We're, ne- <laughs> we're never going to do that ever, ever again. So back to our podcast. So back to our podcast. <laughs> we're not going to talk about politics. What do we do talk about? We talk about bad what movies. What do we do talk about? <laughs> That's right, we do. Welcome to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. In case you thought this was a political podcast, it is not. We're sorry. It's probably the only podcast where we probably won't mention any form of politics <laughs> ever. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> a nice reprieve from the outside world. Which, is, why, which is also why we do this podcast. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about it. Uh, what we will talk about is the movie this week. Our choice is The Pallbearer, starring David Schwimmer. We're gonna roast this movie. We're gonna toast it. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy. So, let's just get right into it. I have a summary here from IMDb, and in case you haven't seen this movie, which, why would you have seen this movie? <laughs> why would you have seen this 1996 classic indie film, The Father? So, basically, the summary is, a young man's life is thrown into a loop when he's asked to be the pallbearer for the funeral of a classmate he doesn't remember, and his old high school crush temporarily returns to town. Which sounds good. It sounds funny. It sounds a little romantic, a little funny. A little funny, but it's not. And we're going to tell you why it's not. <laughs> not in guess. the slightest. <laughs> Chantel! Hi. I almost forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. We had to do this like three times now. <laughs> Chantel, we love having you here. Thank you. I love being here. Let's get into the movie. Let's talk about mm. this. This hit. It was so bad. Oh my god. It was so bad. I like the first to say what it was. <laughs> I mean, we talk about bad movies a lot on here, and... Every fortnight, my liege. Every fortnight. <laughs> every fortnight, we come down and we talk. We doodly-doo, we talkly-talk. What? <laughs> and he was just saying before, because we were mentioned, we have, we have done this intro before. <laughs> we have done this intro and many not, times before. Not recorded it by accident. We fucked up. We didn't record. Many things have happened on this show already. It's only 1.39 in the afternoon. <laughs> it's early, is what we're it's saying. Early. We're talking about, because we said, we, the next fortnight. The next fortnight, my leash. Have you seen the new Shakespeare play? <laughs> Why do you sound like Nicolas Cage? Vampire's <laughs> desk <laughs> That he sounds more like Californian, like, um... Californian mixed with British. Uh, is it? Okay. Sort of? Some, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> I'm from California. I just came from LA. Ooh. I kind of... That is exactly <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about Nicolas Cage today. We might later, but right now we're going to talk about 
The Paul Bear. The Paul Bear. Starring David Schwimmer. And Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Which was cool. Pepper Potts. My girl. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. <laughs> so from the synopsis of the movie, it <laughs> seemed like it would be, you know, like a fun movie. And yeah. generally like, you know, kind of a cool laid back movie to watch. I cannot. <laughs> I can't tell. If we've said all this already. We've done this like 50 times. But it was neither romantic nor funny. You know, I was reading some of the reviews, the user reviews on IMDb, which we'll get to later, and people claimed it was like supposed to be a, a, a dark comedy, which I didn't get because it wasn't that dark and it wasn't that comedic. <laughs> yeah. Chantel was even saying, you have to take a, a break. <laughs> yeah, and movie. like, I had to like, you know, put my computer on my desk, go back to my bed because it hurt my back just watching it. <laughs> oh and my god. Yeah. This movie will give you back pain. <laughs> It's so bad, you will get... This is a warning, a disclaimer. (laughs) Watch this movie in the hospital. (laughs) Go buy yourself a hospital cot and watch this movie and get a bedpan and don't die watching this movie. This was just so bad. What did IMDb give it in terms of ratings? So we got a a 4.9 out of 10. And then I got an IMDb and then I got 45%. That's really high. That's really high. (laughs) That's really high. But in case you haven't, you know, we're going to go through it scene by scene. We're going to break it down. We're going to roast it. Um, we're going to toast it. We're going to do everything we already said we were going to do. <laughs> also, beware spoilers, by the way. Like, if oh, you yeah. don't get that already. <laughs> we are going to be going through the entire movie uh-huh. and spoiling everything that yeah. is in it. So yeah. you're welcome. We watched it, so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have a drinking game for you. We As have always. A specialty shot. But be responsible. We know you're going to want to drink shot after shot this whole movie for the whole one hour and 38 minutes. The only fun part about this movie is the drinking. <laughs> yeah. You know, our shot today is called Funeral for a Friend, and it's very complicated, so I apologize in advance. Here's what you do. I'm going to go through it very quickly, and if you're drunk already, don't worry about it. Just, like, down the ingredients in some semblance of order. But if you're not, here's how you make it. So it's half an ounce of 151 proof rum, half an ounce of rumple mince peppermint liqueur, and then half an ounce of wild turkey bourbon. And there are instructions, like Ikea or something, (laughs) but easier, but hard. Layer the 151 on top of the wild turkey in one shot glass, and then in a separate chilled shot glass, pour in the peppermint liqueur. And then you light the 151, blow it out, and pour it into the other glass. And then you drink. That's the fanciest drink. <laughs> it's a funeral for a friend. You need to be a bartender for that. You, yeah. You Didn't need... you want to be a bartender for a while? Oh, I did. But then I realized, oh, alcohol tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you ever in the middle of a drink and you're like, oh, I don't like this at all? <laughs> so I think that, that might have some some impact on my decision not to. But that. if you do like alcohol, you can have our specialty drink and take a few shots whenever <laughs> little things come up for our drinking game. So we do a drinking game every every movie. This time, we have a couple fewer points because this movie was not as structured, I guess, I as, as some of the ones we yeah, watched. Yeah, you could say that. It's harder <laughs> to find sort of patterns where stuff happened in the movie. It's more just like, stuff happened. And yeah. you're like, trying to take keep it up. It. <laughs> yeah. So drink... Every time you can take a sip or a shot. Tom Thompson, is that his name? Ross Geller, David Schwimmer, take your pick. Uh, every time he's on the phone, 
and an additional one every time he gets interrupted on the phone. Because this is in the 90s. Also take a shot every time Ross Geller David Schwimmer and Tom Thompson. <laughs> He's a very long name. <laughs> Agrees to do something he probably shouldn't. Yeah. So just sort of, as Ross would, <clears throat> just goes along with something that someone asks him to do. I think that's it for a drinking game. Not a lot of ones this time. Not a you lot. could probably do all of them then. Yeah. Usually we tell you to, to pick a couple, but this time, honestly, you could probably just go for it. Whatever. Or, or just take shots for the whole movie. If you, you could just drink every time you get bored, and you'd oh, be so drunk. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go to see my scene, and the first scene is uh, he's in a job interview. Right? Well, first they kind of established that this oh, guy is dead. <laughs> I was so kind of shocked. The like, I was like, I thought this was a rom-com. Why is someone dying all of a sudden? Yeah, and Chantal was saying earlier, it's like a bad B-movie. Yeah. Like, B-list <sighs> horror movie, the way they show the death. Not the B-movie. Not the, not the, not the, not the B-movie. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is another one who, uh, who just plays the same guy. Did we say that in this take, or did we say that in another take? We've done this take a lot. But we were saying in one of the takes, so I'm sorry if we have not said this before, that there's some characters that just... Play the same character. In every movie. In every movie. So, like, David Schwimmer is always Ross. Michael Sarah is always, like... Awkward child. Awkward child who just showed up on set one day and didn't know how to leave. Jason Bateman is the everyman who's kind of, like, done with his life. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Kind of. Is himself. Is himself. <laughs> is Tony Stark all the time. And then there's other actors that play the, the most different roles in every yeah. movie. They're just kind of, like, completely, like, like Johnny Depp. Is I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, you can't recognize him in, wow, Edward Scissor's hands. Scissor's hands. <laughs> Edward Scissor's hands. <laughs> Like, he kind of, he's kind of, like, the eccentric character, I guess, in all the yeah. movies. But they're different eccentric, yeah. if that makes sense. That's right. And Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. 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 Liam Neeson is the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Some, yeah. Someone does some bad shit to him, and he has to get his revenge. Sean Bean is the dead guy. Scene Bean. Every <laughs> Sean Bean. <Bob. laughs> <laughs> I hate it how his names don't sound the same. Oh, they're still oh. the same. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so this movie starts off where it's kind of established that this guy is dead right at the beginning. They're like throwing you into this. Guy is dead. Not a funny movie. They're just like... That's being psycho. <laughs> Sound effect. And then uh, switches over to Ross at work. Tom. We're just going to call him Ross. Ross is going to call him Thompson, Ross, like man. the painter, the Canadian painter that we were talking about in another take of this. But uh, we're just going just gonna to call him Ross. <laughs> So, uh, then he's at the job interview, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, like, ranting, sort of, to the, uh, the guy that's interviewing him. Sort of stating that, like, he's been struggling a little bit. Um, he's living with his mom still. Like, he's sort of not 30? that independent. I don't know. I think he's, like, 25 or something. He looks the same <laughs> all the time. It's not going so well. Then he gets a call that this guy, Bill, is dead. Mm-hmm. The guy we saw at the beginning. And uh, Bill's mom wants Tom to be a pallbearer. Which he doesn't remember, Bill. He just kind of goes along with it. Take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> He's just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a pallbearer. Because the mom is so kind of like, you know, she's bawling. She's freaking so Her son is dead. Yeah. So then he tells his two friends about this. And his friends are like, Scott and Brad. <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> 90s frat boy like, names. Like, dude, dude, <laughs> kind of. 
Oh my god. They talk like people who didn't grow up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. They talk like how people think people talked talk in the like 90s. That. Like in the new Jumanji when Nick Jonas is like from the 90s. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Um, and he's like, oh, that's gnarly. How'd you get here? Like tubular, man. We just have to cross this bridge. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay. What? I love Farrah Fawcett. She's so hot. Or whatever. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Crawford. So then uh, Ross goes to this party where one of his friends is hosting this party. There's a whole bunch of people there. And uh, the friend that's hosting the party is like, yo, there's someone coming that I think y'all be interested in. And it's Gwen and Paltrow. But, like, okay, but first of all, David Schwimmer has to go upstairs to his friend's closet and try to look for another shirt as if his clothes are the reason. When it doesn't like him, when it's not his personality. He's like, like freaking out because um, the Gwyneth Paltrow's name in the movie is Julie. He's liked Julie since high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like really kind of nervous and excited about her being at the party. So he's like, oh man, you gotta, you gotta change shirts with me. <laughs> like, but not just any shirt, it's the shirt that the friend is specifically wearing. <laughs> he's like, don't you have any normal shirts? And you're like, what kind of shirt? Like the one you're wearing, take it off. And then his other friend has to walk in while they're like taking off their shirts mm. with each other. Which you might think is hilarious. <laughs> but it's not played off as hilarious. It's not really. It's not when you're watching it. <laughs> One of his friends reminds me of have you seen um the Lerman Romeo and Juliet with um <clears throat> DiCaprio? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he reminds me of Benvolio <laughs> a little bit. They all have similar he, names. He <laughs> Which one was Benvolio? The blonde one. Is it the guy with the, oh like, my the God, curly hair? hair? The blonde curly hair. You're talking about the <laughs> taller one, right? <laughs> Not Scott, the other one in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I Brad. Brad. Is that his name? I think you're, so. You're totally right, actually. Like, like yeah. is he the one like the Hawaiian shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think they all wear Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> that was a weird movie. Oh, it's this guy. They were showing me pictures of, like, normal people. I don't know why he reminded me. I, he might not even look like that. He actually kind of reminds me of it. I in, get it. In the blurriness of the version that I watched, he looked exactly, in my defense, like that guy. He looks exactly like my friend's dad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Friend's dad? Like, young and... Like, like, like a Denver version of my friend's dad. Does he wear Hawaiian shirts and stuff? No. Ah. I know. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> but, um... At this party, going back to the movie, Mm -hmm. Ross is talking to Gwyneth Paltrow when she finally arrives, and she's, like, really into it. She's like, oh my god, I remember you from high school, it's great to see you. She's, like, hugging him and talking to him, and Ross is like, this is great. My crush is finally liking me. (laughs) We were fan together. (laughs) But then she's like, hold on. Oh no, she was saying, oh, I remember you from something, but he was like, I wasn't in that. Like, some and then club. there's this awkward moment, which you might think is hilarious, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> where they had this awkward silence where they're like, oh, you did, oh, so you weren't, oh, okay, no, that must have been, no, 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 don't, it must have been, yeah, okay, oh. <sighs> so she was thinking of some other guy and thought he was someone else that she knew and yeah. liked in high school? But he was, he's not. He's some random guy that sat behind her in band class. They shared, like, a music stand uh-huh. or something. But she's like, sorry, man, I don't know <laughs> So it kind of sucks for Ross. That's just, like, typical Ross. Oh, my God. He is the same character. Right? And then he, um, the next scene, he's looking in his yearbook to find out who oh. this Bill guy is. I yeah. want to mention, like, his bowl cut. The, yeah, can we have a moment of silence with this bulk? <laughs> this is like... Uh, I feel like that's an honorable mention. 
as yeah. bad as it as yeah. it is. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> she was filming this like in between uh, seasons of Friends, <laughs> right? Was it? I think so. It was in '96. I don't know. Friends was that early. Friends was done in the '90s, though. I started in '94, uh, so oh. it was. Oh uh, man! Imagine if Ross Geller had a bowl cut, just to add to <laughs> all the other undesirable <laughs> qualities that he has, personality-wise, just to add a bowl cut. Yeah. So he's looking through his yearbook to to see like who his friend is, and of course. The one picture that's missing in the yearbook is his friend. So he's like, well, I don't know who this guy is. I can't see a picture of him. It's really weird because, like, they could have been something. Mm-hmm. In our high school, our mascot was a carp. A dumb <laughs> like a mask. Fish, as in a fish. So whenever you didn't show up for picture day, they would put a picture of a carp. <laughs> but not not like an actual fish. It like our like mascot. The guy in the like costume. The guy in the costume. Who's like the dumbest mascot? Oh my god, this yeah. stupid little fish. <laughs> I was talking like other people in like other high schools had like a griffin. Like the the wolves! The wolves! The bears! My brother tigers! Yeah! <laughs> my brother's was a lion and we're oh, like shit. We're we're a carp. A carp! Seize the day! <laughs> oh my god. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was not, we were not intimidating at all. We were also like an artsy school, so like there was no doubt in anyone's mind that we would lose all of the sports games. <laughs> Chantal, what was your mascot for, for your... high school? Yeah. I don't, like, <laughs> like I've completely like blocked it out. Oh at this point. But I think, I think we had like green and gray and I think it was like a night maybe. Like a knight on a horse. Oh my god. That's, I don't know. Uh, See, that's a knight, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually cool. Nice that's cool. Get that's badass. I think yeah. a carp is cute. <laughs> but if you're like, if you're going up against a sports team, you're like, oh yeah, man, I'm facing the knights. I'm facing the, the griffins. Whoa, what's your team? The carps. <laughs> we kill underwater. See our polo team. <laughs> We didn't even yeah. have a swimming pool. We didn't even have a dragon boat team had to like go out to the oh, lake or something. We had a good dragon boat team. Which explains a lot, but we yeah, didn't dragon have, boat team? We did, but wow. we didn't have a good any other team. <laughs> All the, the dragon boat people would always complain that they have to get up at like 5 a.m. to like drive out to Lake Ontario. Yeah, but they were also fit and they had like biceps and shit. <laughs> but all us art kids were like, mm, not for me. <laughs> I was in the softball team for three weeks and I had to quit because I got shingles. <laughs> hey, you oh. know who, uh, who shingles is commonly, commonly found in like 70, 80, <laughs> 90 year olds? Did you know that? Me, little 16 year old, <laughs> had to quit team because I got shingles. <laughs> Oh my god, I mean, you I are a <laughs> ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was my <laughs> high school sports experience. <laughs> Little segue there. <laughs> but uh, Bill's mom calls again, back to Paul Bear, um, and he's like, she's like crying again. She does a lot where she calls and she wants Ross to do something. So now he gets roped into giving a eulogy yeah. as well. <laughs> and he doesn't know this guy. <laughs> Oh, there's like this scene before they're at the funeral where they're like all talking, and then Gwyneth Paltrow comes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have that la- yeah. lasagna party. Yeah, he gets mad because he's not invited because it's like a couples thing, which is like a Ross move. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a Ross move. I just thought the part like it was so weird because they're like talking about going to the funeral, and then Gwyneth Paltrow was like. 
like, oh, like, can I come? Yeah, why yeah. do they all want to oh go? And, and like, I, I was thinking that, but then I was like, oh, they just want to see him make a fool out of himself. Which, I Wait, which you kind of get this. later. But, like, in, the, in the, the scene, like, he walks in, and it's, like, his two friends having dinner, and he's like, why wasn't I invited? Like, typical Ross. And he talks about um, that he has to write a eulogy, and they're all writing the eulogy together for a guy that none of them know. Who showed up uninvited <laughs> to the <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah. Like, ruins their dinner. And he's like, yeah. you better get, get me a piece of lasagna. <laughs> yeah, Julie comes over, and she's like, well, can I come to the funeral? And you're like, what? It's what not a party. To? Right. And Ross is like, no, at first, right? And then yeah. she gets kind of mad about it. Oh, I can't even come to this fucking funeral. <laughs> I can't see this fucking dead guy for myself. I can't put his dead, clammy head. Is that what you're saying to me, Ross Geller? Yeah. Like, she's like, fine. I don't have to come to the funeral if you don't want me to. I don't remember this guy either. But you know what? I want to come to his funeral just because he said I can't. By the way, at the funeral, there's like eight people there. And five of them are there just for Ross. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is so bad for this guy. Like, not Nobody even just Ross. Doesn't know who it's he is. the mom, Ross's five <laughs> friends, and like two people, two, like grandparents. Or yeah. Something. Oh my god, poor guy. It's like the tiniest little church room. Like, oh man, poor guy. The priest doesn't really want to be there. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can tell. Mm. So at the funeral, there uh, the casket is open, and Ross is kind of like, "Hey, this is my chance. I can finally see what he looks like. So I can finally see, you know, who this guy is. So I can give a proper eulogy." But he looks in; he doesn't recognize the guy. At all. <laughs> no. Gwyneth looks in and she like starts crying and Ross like, oh shit, like she knows this guy. I gotta give good eulogy. And then he goes up to give the eulogy and him and the priest have this kind of moment where the priest is like, go, go give me. And he's like, me? No? Really? You want me to do? Oh, you want me to do that right now? Oh, you want me? Okay. And then he like slowly buying himself time. He's like, can you like get the fuck on with it? Nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to be at the funeral. He gives this super vague speech where he's just like, he was a great guy in chess club. And then everyone like, breaks down and he's like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't like were the parts where like his friends crying. It was supposed to be exaggerated. Like, they were laughing. Like, they were yeah, laughing. They were cr- but okay. I thought they were crying. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, yeah. I think they were trying to play it off as crying, but like you could tell, like they played it off a little too well. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought they were. Laughing. And then Gwen gets mad after she's like, "You guys were laughing," and then she has to confront them like right outside the church in front of everyone else. Like, you were laughing during the ceremony and blah blah, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, they were laughing." Shit, we didn't know that <laughs> until right this moment. And then Roz runs after her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Oh, but wait, wait, like carrying. Yeah, yeah, while he's and like eight other people are carrying <laughs> the casket, and he just kind of veers it off course and almost drops it. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> just to ask out Julie on a date, and the, the other guys carrying the casket are looking at him like, "Are you serious? <laughs> Is he picking up chicks <laughs> while we're carrying this you dead can body?" Do that? <laughs> like, if I knew that. <laughs> Oh, she says yes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She, she says, says yes, yes to coffee or whatever. <laughs> For some reason. And uh, Bill's mom comes up to them, and she says that Ross was in the will, and he got, like, some car or something that the friend left him. Um, but she was also kind of looking at Ross like, that was a terrible speech, and you all, your friends were laughing. Mm-hmm. You gotta make this up to me somehow. And you almost dropped my son. <laughs> you did, son. Oh my son. That's a little fun. <laughs> 
So Ross goes home and he calls Julie to like properly ask her out. He's like, oh, are we still on for, for coffee or Oh, whatever? but this is like the most relatable moment because he literally has to write down everything he's going to say. Like, <laughs> hello, how are you? Coffee. Ooh. Um, and of course, the typical kind of uh, friend zone thing. He's like, oh, we're going out for coffee, right? And she's like, yeah. Who else is coming? And he's like, oh, <laughs> shut down. She's like, I think we should invite Scott. <laughs> or whatever. Oh, oh man. Super awkward. And then it gets even more awkward because his mom gets on the line. Oh, it's a landline. Ooh, his mom. He's like, Who are, you ta- are you talking to a girl right now? Oh, my God. You're talking to my little boy's Oh, yeah. And, um, do, you guys know, do you guys know who the actress your mom is? Because I noticed you. Like, do you guys watch um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Carol Kane? Yeah, but she's like the she's like one of the main characters in that show. Oh, oh my goodness! That's oh. cool. So the mom gets on the other line, and uh, Ross plays it off like it's just some crazy lady that hacked into the phone line somehow. As if you could do that. As if you could do that on the ramp line. So then um, they actually make plans to get together and have dinner, but it's gonna be like a group to, thing like, yeah. instead of a one-on-one date. With mm-hmm. Scott and his girlfriend. And he tries to, like, get to do the thing where he gets the other two people to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? So that he can be with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And, like, doesn't he even say something about, like, giving him a story? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. He, was he like, says, you guys have a movie to go to afterwards. Air quotes. And you need to rush. He was, he was, like, trying to feed him lines. So he was like, oh, uh, give me a line about Brad's pumpkin story or whatever it was so that he can tell, like, a cool story. And yeah. be like, um, that would go. Oh, my God, the pumpkin story. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I feel like you could say this is, like, the backstory for, like, Ross. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> dun-dun, extended Ross Geller universe. Dun-dun. <laughs> this is, like, pre-Friends. Yeah. Like, this is, like, him and, then like, him and Julie don't work out. That's so why like, he's so fucked up. Yeah. And then Julie bears some resemblance to Rachel, which is why he gets so obsessed with Rachel. Yes. Oh my god. Dun, dun. Oh my god. Hashtag guys. confirmed. So at this restaurant, instead of going the way that Ross wanted to go, which typical Ross, it doesn't go the way he wants it to go. Scott, the worst wingman <laughs> yeah. ever. Ends up flirting with Julie. They're like getting along with so much stuff. They're talking about they records. Like the same music. Yeah. And then when he does finally feed that line about the pumpkin story, Ross, you know what? I don't even want to tell her right now. <laughs> it's like such a man child. I don't want to tell the pumpkin story. You tell the pumpkin story. Yeah. And it even, like, it slips out. Scott was uh, somehow sort of accidentally says that uh, Ross still lives with his mom, which Ross was, like, specifically told him not to say that. As so. if she wouldn't find out eventually. <laughs> Like, wow, the same woman keeps hacking into your phone every time you call me. This is so weird. Is, can no. we call Mulder and Scully? Is this like, do you think it's like an X-Files thing? Can we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ross drives Julie home. It's a little awkward at first. but and the um, dead guy's car. So romantic. He got in the will. But uh, then they're kind of talking, and she she says to him, "You know what? I've been thinking about it, and I actually do remember you, like and in high like, school." He's like, "Oh, you!" And he leans him for a kiss, and then he headbutts her. <laughs> yeah, which you might think was hilarious, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was sending off the wrong signals. She didn't actually want to kiss him." Because she was getting along with Scott. She was like, mm. Meanwhile, Scott's, Scott's take girlfriend it. was there the whole time yeah. looking over at Scott like, boy, what are you doing? Yeah, what you trying to pull out here? 
Oh, and like, wait, who's the who's the friends that like are getting married? That's uh, Brad and yeah, right. Brad and his girlfriend. Because don't they like just keep bickering? Like, I know there's like a couple that just kept like yeah. yelling at each other. That was Brad. That was those friends that? that were getting mm-hmm. okay. married. They were just fighting all oh, the time. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe, like, you should rethink <laughs> getting married at that point, but they mm-hmm. do that. So, uh, the next day, Ross is back at uh, Bill's house, because he keeps sort of getting roped into doing stuff with Bill's mom. So they're, like, cleaning out his old room, cleaning out the garage Whoa, and stuff. wait. Before that scene, there was a, there's another tiny scene before the date, quote-unquote double date, where, um, he goes to Bill's mom, and he gives her this box of nut clusters. <laughs> Sorry your son died, but here's some nougats. Like, oh, it's so good. She's like, thanks. He's, He's also, like, like, telling her about, like, his job interview and stuff. And it's, they're, like, flirting. It's really weird. There's also some, like, romantic, creepy, slow music that, yeah. that build up every time the two are in the same room together as well. And he's, and like, consoling her later. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, your son Yeah, and then they're we like, get to that scene. Yeah, they're, like, sitting very close together, and she, like, puts her hand on his thigh or some stuff. He's like, whoa! <laughs> That's gnarly! Where are we going And then they have say With Bill's mom. Bill's mom. His guy going back. <laughs> Which is really weird. I was kind of confused at first because the mom looks still fairly young. I was, like, not quite sure if it was the mom or the wife at first. Because, like, after he, like, slept with her, I'm like, oh, it's got to be the wife. I'd be weird if he slept with the mom. But then later, like, they explicitly say, oh, I'm Bill's mom. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird uh, romance going on that is yes, not going little pillow talk where she's asking about Bill's life and she's like oh so did Bill have any you know crush on anyone and he's telling her about his own crush on Julie but he's making it sound like it was Bill's crush and then there's a montage uh to go alongside the voiceover where he's just like watching Julie and like following Julie to her the the record store that she works at, and like looking through the car window with binoculars, like super creepy way. Mm-hmm. And um, so the mom this whole time thinks that quote unquote Julie is the guy that Bill was into, not that Ross was into. So mm-hmm. she's like, oh my god, was Julie the reason that Bill killed himself? Did she go to Yale? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, she, didn't, she didn't go to Yale. Who told me that? Yeah. Um, so the, the mom's, like, not happy about this, this Julie girl still. Voice <laughs> trick. Boys. Oh, wait. Can I also add, in that montage, there were, like, shots of, like, uh, hot chocolate or something being made. But it was oh, really it was, like, weird. Pouring, like, it was, like, pouring yeah. milk into a cup and then, like, stirring the concoction in the cup. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it was just, like, really, I don't know. It was supposed to be, like, sexy or something. Sexy milk? Sexy milk shake. I know you love that hot chocolate. That's what makes it hot. And then it's like a splash of milk. What was this movie? I don't know. So Ross is uh, stalking Julie again at the, the record shop, and he's with his creepy binoculars. Oh, yeah, in the dead guy's pocket. Can you binoculars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he sees his friend Scott go in to the record shop. And then Scott is, like, you know, talking <laughs> her up about records and stuff. And then he leans in and he kisses Julie. So then Ross is not happy about that. Majorly fucked up about this. So, of course, he decides 
to go home and mope <laughs> instead of confront him. Typical Ross. Typical Ross. <laughs> so at home, Julie calls him and asks him to come over because, you know, I think she was going to tell him about this kiss, or that's what we, we thought she was going to say. And then uh, he arrives... Uh, no, sorry, she arrives. And he's like, Mom, don't embarrass me. And yeah. he like puts down, puts away all the family pictures yeah. as if she wouldn't know that his mom lives there because she's literally right there. <laughs> so she comes over to Ross's house and they go up to Ross's room. Wait, so she does tell Scott, uh, Ross. Oh my god, they all sound the same. Scott Ross. <laughs> she does Rick tell Ross. Ross. Yeah. Ross. <laughs> she does tell oh, Ross about kissing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, about kissing Scott, um, and she said that like she was previously engaged and stuff, and they're like talking on the the porch, and they're getting to know each other a little more. And then he, he does that like typical rom com move where he like wipes some juice off of her <laughs> mouth or whatever, lemonade like, or something. Yeah, oh, so weird. So she invites him out to an event that uh, they're having that night, I guess, because uh, they're they're getting along mm-hmm. well. So I guess oh, she wasn't into Scott's kiss oh. or, or whatever. Also, Scott is taken. Scott's got a girl. Yeah. Scott's not a good dude here. Scott's like cheater. Cheater, cheater. Pumpkin eater. <laughs> According to that story. Oh my god, the pumpkin story. Then Ross drops by Bill's house to talk to uh, Bill's mom. Um, and then Bill's mom is having a pool party. Or they're going some to someone's she's in a rush she came out the door and then she said come with me and he's like what the fuck yeah and then yeah, he's like yeah. we have plans she's like what the fuck and then she takes him to this pool party where he wears like worst like little banana hammock <laughs> ever which wasn't even his because he didn't of course he didn't know about this it was the dead guy he was wearing the a dead guy's song essentially <laughs> so he calls julie at this pool party because he wants to try to sort of get away um, and then Bill's mom overhears this, that he's talking to Julie. She's just, like, standing there watching him. Yeah. He can't escape because he's a <laughs> landline. He's going to get all tangled up. And the mom, like, gets super pissed that, I guess, he was talking to, to Julie. I don't know if it was just that he was talking to another girl or he was talking to, like... Oh, he said something like, oh, sorry, I'm stuck at this family thing. I can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, dun-dun Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they have an actual date, Ross and Julie, um, where, you know, typical Ross goes wrong, so the car breaks down on their way to wherever, and while they're kind of in the car, Julie finds Ruth's bracelet, which I guess Ruth was the The Bill's mom. Yeah. Why does Bill have Bill's mom's bracelet in his car? (laughs) I don't know. And I, I don't remember, like, I think Ross plays it off, like, oh, Ruth was... Oh, there's this hilarious moment where um, she's like, oh, so you've been talking to Ruth? This whole, He's like, yeah, I've been helping her out because she's... Mm. Her son's dead, you know? And then Gwyneth Paltrow, you think she's going to go off on him, but she's like, that's so sweet! <laughs> or something like that. Oh, my God. So then they stop off at Ross's house, and they go up into his room... And Julie kisses him. But of course, uh, there's a phone call that interrupts them. Oh, shut <laughs> and, Yep. I think it was it was Ruth or whoever it was. But mm-hmm. man, just nothing goes right for Ross. Yeah. Ever. Which I think he deserves. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. He's not a good guy. Which I think we were saying at some point, like, he doesn't change at all through this movie. He, he does just, not. Stuff happens to him and he goes with it. He does his move out of his mom's house. Yeah. And like, maybe gets a job. He's not even sure. Mm-hmm. So that friend we were talking about before, the one that is fighting with his girlfriend and everything. The guy that, oh, gnarly, gnarly. <laughs> the guy that kind of looks like the 
Benvolio. Yeah, Benvolio. <laughs> um, they go to his house. Um, well, Ross does. Um, and he's telling Brad about everything that, that's happened. Um, and he decides to mail the bracelet back to Ruth, which is Bill's mom. It's in the middle of the night, too. Like, what's he doing? He shows up at the guy's house, and, and then his, his fiance is like, come back to bed. And he's like, listen, I gotta go. She's called me three times. You know what that means? <laughs> I gotta go. Just mail her the fucking bracelet. Which is something really dumb. Mm-hmm. Drop it off right? in the mailbox. Like, the... you know where her house is. <laughs> yeah. And, like, put a poem in there. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was weird. Okay, portfolio. <laughs> like, <laughs> Romeo style. Put okay. a poem. Like, you can't just be like, hey, found your bracelet. Here it is. He's like, so extra. He's got to pay to mail it and put a poem inside. Oh my god. So then he's talking to Julie, and she says that she's par- seeing her parents for her birthday, and she wants Ross to come along with uh, her. So then at home, Ross is getting ready for this, and he sees Ruth coming towards the house, like through the window, and he's like, as his oh, no. mom is answering the door. <laughs> yeah. He has to sneak out of there, like, from the back room style. Yeah. But Ruth sees him and she starts, like, following him in her car. <laughs> Ross <laughs> drives <laughs> off and she's like, I, you know, Have you guys seen? This is nothing to do with editing. Have you guys seen that video? Uh, apparently, in I don't know where, but some guy's house got broken into and had cameras around the house to record it. Nothing was stolen. The intruder just crawled on the floor on his belly like army style and then left. What? What? <laughs> no. He broke in and he crawled on the floor and he left. Have you guys heard about that? What no. is the plan? Oh man. What a wild ride. Imagine if your house, like the doors open and you check your cameras. And the guy's just crawling on your floor. <laughs> Anyways. I had this uh, this teacher, I think, that told us a story that his car was broken in- into at one point. And the person that he had, like, his phone in there, his wallet, his iPad and stuff. And, like, a, a chocolate bar? Or, like, <laughs> Smarties or something? And the- someone broke into the-, the car and just took, like, the chocolate bar <laughs> and left everything else. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. Um, anyway, so he sneaks out of his own house. Probably crawls up. <laughs> <laughs> to go to this restaurant with Julie's parents, which is a super fancy restaurant. Yeah. And the parents are kind of mad that Ross is there because they, they thought it was just going to be Julie. But she's like, no, this is my friend slash boyfriend, Ross. Yeah, this um, is my Ross. <laughs> you may know him from the hit show Friends. <laughs> came out two years ago. So um, they, the parents, don't want Julie to go on this road trip that she's been talking about. Sort of, she's she's sprinkled it throughout the whole movie. She's like, I don't want to go on she's this road like, trip. She's like, I have to leave. But then she never goes anywhere. <laughs> and uh, Julie wants Ross to back her up and say, like, yeah, I should be able to go on this road trip. Which Ross starts to do, but then he's like, never mind. I don't want you to go anywhere. You I like stay, you. because I want you here. <laughs> yeah. That's so selfish. Like, Ross, oh remember that time when Rachel wanted to go to Paris for a job or something? And he's like, no, you have to stay. like, still salty about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is the worst. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So he doesn't want her to go either. But then just as things are starting to get heated, Ruth walks in the restaurant because she's been following uh, Tom slash David Wimmer slash Ross's car. <laughs> and she reveals that she had sex with him. And then Julie looks over because they're dating and she's like, um, what? <laughs> and then she like storms out of Ross yeah. tries and Ross tries to and chase her. 
And then, but, but Ruth isn't done yet. And he's like, you know what? I didn't even know your fucking son. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> like, like, reveals what? everything. He's like, I never knew your son. I don't even remember him. That eulogy, it was bullshit. <laughs> my friends, they were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Julie, he tries to run after Julie, and she gets in a cab, and she just goes. But then, uh, complete 180 from that. They're at a strip club. Brad's bachelor party. <laughs> where Ross and Brad kind of get in a fight. Where he kind of, he's telling Brad, like, you and your girlfriend are, are fighting. Like, why are you even getting married to her? Which is, they were just like this well, weird just, side story yeah. with Brad and his girlfriend. And then Brad's like, no, Scott would never say that. Even my girlfriend says, I should have had Scott be my best man. And then Tom tells Brad that he saw Scott kissing Julie, a.k.a. he cheated on his girlfriend. Um, and also he's like, oh, yeah, and, and Scott thinks you shouldn't be with your girlfriend and everything. So he's, like, trying to get between so these two friends. Yeah, he's taking Scott down with him. <laughs> yeah. So then, of course, Brad gets mad at, like, all of them. And Ross leaves and he gets in his car. And Scott gets in the car with him. Scott comes by and he um, apologizes. He says that he was kicked out by his wife. So that's why he cheated on her, I guess. And then he stays the night and they have this, like, kind of sleepover type thing. Yeah. Because Ross still has a bunk bed because he lives in his mom's house still because he's 30. And They're talking about past crushes that they had in, in high school. And at one point they mentioned, oh, something about the other Tom. Um, whatever happened to him? And, and apparently there was another Tom Thompson mm-hmm. that... That um, went out with a girl that goes to Yale. And then Ross remembers, oh, Ruth said something about a girl that went to Yale. are coming together <laughs> like the end of the usual suspects, but worse. <laughs> so then Tom, like, drives off to go to Ruth's house and, like, or to, to go find this other mm-hmm. Tom Thompson dude. And he just leaves his friend at his house <laughs> yeah. with his mom. In the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. Oh like, don't worry. So then he shows up <clears throat> at uh, Ruth's house, Bill's mom. Um, and he starts talking to her, and Ruth's, like, obviously, like, super mad at him. But then he sort of ushers in the real Tom Thompson to be like... They kind of look similar, too. Yeah, they look really similar. And he's like, I'm so sorry that all this stuff happened, but here's the real Tom that actually does remember your son. Which does nothing. Because the funeral is over already. No need to fuck up her and yeah. he slept with her and too. He with <laughs> and then uh, he's talking to quote unquote real Tom, and he finds out that real Tom didn't even really know Bill that well either. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bill, man. Oh my god. And he says, "Hey, do you want the car?" And he's like, "Not really." <laughs> <laughs> Dead guy's car. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Thanks. So then back to the, the sort of weird side story that they had going on with Brad's wife. It's it's at the their wedding, wedding now. Where they're getting married, and Ross isn't the best man anymore because he just had a fight with Brad, but they sort of make up, mm-hmm. sort of, at the wedding. And then Julie, Gwyneth Paltrow, is at the wedding, too, and he gives her the car. I guess he just really doesn't want a free <laughs> yeah. car, whatever. Um, and he gives her the car specifically so that she can go on this road trip that mm-hmm. she really wants to go on. And then they dance together. And then it's pretty much just the last scene is him moving out of his mom's house. And he maybe has a job, but he doesn't know. <laughs> So, overall, I'd say not a ton happened in this not movie. Not really, yeah. Not a lot of character development at all. Mm, nope. Nothing. Nothing. Oh. The friends all stayed the same. No one the acted like a real same. person. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's so tubular. Wow. <laughs> really out of bowling alley all the time. Uh-huh. It was also a lot more of a downer than I thought it would be. Like, it, yeah. it's kind of, in the trailers, it's played up to be sort of a comedy. 
And, and the poster, too. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't generally thought it was going to be a rom-com. But yeah. it's, like, this sad, not sad, but this, like, gray drama. You're right, though. Like, the about whole thing like, was... shitty people. <laughs> yes, oh, my God. I, about the gray thing, you're absolutely right. That the whole movie was visually just gray. So dull. The whole thing. Dull. Reflected the dull quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more of, like, a mystery, dull drama than a Did y'all know drama. that David Schwimmer... He was so busy filming this, he missed Lisa Kudrow's wedding <gasps> for this really? movie. Did you not know that? Wow. For this For this movie. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's so good. No. Oh my god. So he messes up this guy's funeral and he misses Lisa Kudrow's <laughs> wedding. And then Lisa Kudrow has to watch this movie and she's like, Ooh. <laughs> Yay. Honestly, missing her wedding is just such a Ross thing to do yeah. though. <laughs> oh my god. Like that could have been an episode of Friends, honestly. <laughs> To now, on to the good stuff. The reviews. Mm-hmm. The user reviews. The IMDB user reviews. Because we kind of know what we thought about it, which was yeah. dull, boring. It also had this weird kind of country soundtrack. Yeah. That it was had strange. Like a kind of like Brokeback Mountain swing. <laughs> yeah. But Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain fit because it was in a mountain. This is in the middle of cowboys. the city. It's about <laughs> cowboys. And um, this one was like in New York or where was it? Some city. I feel like every day from a thing takes place in New York. Yeah, we have four today. Which, um, uh, a lot of these don't actually have a star rating. But you can guess what they get, what they gave them. Actually, our first review isn't even really a review. Oh, it's it's actually my favorite. (laughs) It's just a question. It's by user DarkRay16 on IMDb. Their title is just what is the name of the song at the very end where Gwen says, I love this song? <laughs> and his, his review of the movie is, what is the name of the song at the very end when Gwen Paltrow says, I love this song? Which is also his title, which he repeats <laughs> twice. <laughs> and then it reminds them of the time Tom wanted to ask Julie to dance but couldn't. Oh, this movie is driving me crazy. That song is so good. <laughs> And surprisingly, zero out of two people found this review helpful. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I have one. The title is Black Same. by Stubby. And it's from 1999. One out of three found this helpful. That's a little, that's a step up from the other one. Although I found this movie mildly watchable, I'm amazed that David Schwimmer can get away with showing an unsuspecting viewing public his flabby torso. <laughs> Black! <laughs> And then, this is a perfect example of Hollywood's double standard. Paltrow's anorexic frame versus Schwimmer's fluffy <laughs> torso. <laughs> wow! I can't. Is Paltrow's. I don't remember him being sure. Yeah. Maybe I just blacked it out. I love this wording though. Paltrow's anorexic frame versus Schwimmer's flapperama. Uh, I can't. So. I'm assuming that's like one. So another one from uh, Nedward. Good name. <laughs> the title, Stupefyingly Bad. Zero out of two found this helpful. And uh, he, they say, three years ago, I was on vacation with my family in California. On the last day, everything went wrong. Upon <laughs> calling home, we found out our dog died. After swimming in the ocean, we were unable to shower, and I was covered with salt residue for the rest of the day. Wait, the dog guy is like the same level of devastating as not being able to shower. 
After boarding a small plane in a storm for a seven-hour red-eye flight, I thought that things couldn't get worse. Then the pallbearer came on. <laughs> This was one of the worst films I have ever seen. Between its combination of no humor, melodramatic plotting, and a slew of other problems, this film comes off as simply depressing. It's like watching The Graduate, whose plot they completely copy, with all the good parts taken out. It is a joyless trip through narcissism and idiocy that anyone with a half brain should miss. I love how that was just like the <laughs> life story. <laughs> wow, that was like half review and half my day. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Oh man. We've also got another review that gave it nine out of ten. Oh, I like some、Sorry. variety. <laughs>、yeah. Um, and twenty six out of twenty six found this helpful. Oh, oh wow. wow! Got to be a good review. It's by user Budik. Kavlan, <laughs> are you out there, Mr. Kavlan? The tone of the oh, it's called a <laughs> delicate souffle of comedy and melancholy. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the tone of this film is really difficult to convey on paper. It manages to successfully capture the elusive appeal that David Schwimmer has from time to time. It is easy for his sad sack personality to grow annoying and pathetic, <laughs> but this script managed to walk that line. The scenes of embarrassment and shame never seem overdone or cheap, and serve the story well. I especially like the down-to-earth, realistic beauty that Gwyneth Paltrow always brings to a role. She never seems like a movie star playing a real person. Because of Schwimmer's brief tenure as a star with Buzz, was he though? Was he? I'm not、Ever? sure about that. Was he a star with Buzz? I think I've only seen him in Friends and the Paw Bear. Honestly, <laughs> the only Buzz was from this B list movie. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Wow, I'm good. This was seen as a box office failure, but it was never the type of movie likely to range in huge bucks. For what it is, a small, thoughtful, offbeat romantic comedy. Was it? Was it? The Paw Bear is a winner. Agree to disagree, but I respect your opinion. Yeah. So that was a very sweet review. A little too sweet. Delicate souffle of a review. Souffle. Not that wordy. So do we? Do you guys have any after listening to those amazingly worded reviews, Flavorama? <laughs> do you have any additional comments about this movie? It was bad, man. Yeah. I think like. People were right when they say it was supposed to be like you know like a melodramatic, maybe like a coming of age kind of thing. But then he's kind of too old. Yeah, he's like thirty,、yeah. and he didn't come of age. He <laughs> he just moved up his mind. He left that age. He flew past that age. And like I think his character was supposed to be that kind of like pathetic, like Ross-like character. Especially like how he has like he still has a crush on this girl from high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when they had the when he like had sex with Bill's mom, I was like, oh, they're going into that kind of like melodramatic thing. But then they didn't really. It was like a weird love triangle between Ross and Julie, which was normal,、mm-hmm. and Bill's mom, which was、yeah. kind of in there. Yeah, he gave her those nuts, <laughs> and she went nuts. You know what I'm saying? In terms of a、uh, Goldblum scale. What would you guys give this movie? Okay, okay. can we all、uh, say our number at the same time? I want to see if they match up. Okay, okay. I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll count down from three. So three, two, one, and then we say it. Okay. I'm just, okay. I'm just I just want to make this abundantly clear how we're gonna do this. Three, two, one, one. one. Oh! oh! <laughs> 
That's why I wanted to end this. Oh, so in sync. It's like Justin Timberlake is in here. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the same page. I feel like in Friends, at least, there were five other people to carry the weight of the show on their back. He was crawling on the floor of the broken house. Um, and and that, that isn't the case for this, where he has to... The whole thing is about him? Oh, I can't... Ugh. Typical Ross. Yeah. Again. So selfish, so greedy. Uh, it just it wasn't good. And in Friends, like, at least, you know, like, Joey's funny and Chandler's funny and the characters are likable except for Ross. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, it's just... Even Gwyneth Paltrow, like, who's who was likable, I guess, but also just, like, none of the characters were interesting. Most of them weren't likable. None of his friends were likable. Ross wasn't likable. Gwyneth Paltrow was boring. They had this weird relationship. <laughs> yeah. Just, there was nothing to carry this movie. Add on, like, when they start introducing all the characters, like, I felt, like, so, like, blindsided, because they just, it's like, boom, like, here are these, and they're just, like, talking about random stuff, and it feels like, and it already feels like 50 minutes has gone by, and I still don't know who these characters are, but it's, like, five minutes, and I'm like... And you, it kind of starts off, like, it introduces Ross's friends, and you kind of don't think they're going to be very important, but then they have this weird side story with friend getting married. It's only, like, a part of the second half, and it wasn't really led up to... It's not even, yeah. really even a side story, they just get married. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Those are our It was just kind of bad. One gold bloom out of a possible ten gold blooms. Yeah, just one. Just singular Jeff Goldblum. This movie made me sad. I know. I feel like they should have played up the uh, advertising for this movie as the movie was. Like, they played it up to be a fun... Boring, dull, <laughs> not comedy. Coming to you this summer. Do you miss Friends? Even though it's still running? It's the second season just finished? Well, have we got the movie for you. Oh, wait. Did we say Friends? We mean the non-Friends. Ross Geller. Oh, man. Friend to no man. Well, guys, that was our review of Paul Bear. So bad. Oh my god, so bad. Um, if you guys have any ideas for bad movies that you want us to watch. Or if you want to tell us how bad you thought this movie was. We have a Twitter. At BMS Podcast. That's the Twitter handle. And we have a Gmail too. It's badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any ideas of bad movies you want us to watch, we'll watch them for you. Um, as always, I have been Ashley. I have been and always will be Amy. <laughs> And I'm Chantal. <laughs> Thank you for being with us, Chantal. This was Bad Movie Sunday. We'll Hope see you enjoyed. You next next week. In a fortnight. In a fortnight, my <laughs> Why does that sound like a goblin instead of like a knight? I'll see you in a fortnight, my liege, when I put some love potion into your wine goblet. <laughs>